Hello, Strongtown. Welcome to another episode of Strongtown Talks. I'm your host, Dan Gallagher. Good evening, guys. Welcome to another episode of Strongtown Talks. It is that time of the night where I find the last man standing in the gym and force him to be on the podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm here with Rich Schnitzel. Uh, Rich is a resident of Southbury. He is not a native resident of Southbury, though I believe you are, you are new to the area. Uh, I am born and raised in Washington Depot, Connecticut. So bonus points if you actually know where that town is. I, I know where the depot is. Yes. Yeah, it's essentially uh, Morris and Mount Tom State Park. I used to be able to see the tower on the top of, top of Mount Tom from my bedroom window. It's, it's a beautiful area. Yes. Um, I used to do a lot of stonework in, in the in the Washington area, in the depot. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of money that. in the Washington it depot. Is Mine Hill Quarry? No, that's... Mine Hill Quarry is Roxbury, I believe. I don't think that's actually in Washington Depot. I think that's actually Roxbury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, along the river. Um, you you do something with robots and bow ties, is my <laughs> understanding, Rich? <laughs> uh, kind of close. Uh, I do business automation. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I help people understand what the process in their business is, and then... Uh, I automate it for them so that they spend less time doing the daily tasks that run their business. And do you specialize in any type of business or any particular aspect of business? I mean, a... Yeah, I specialize in people that use G Suite. Okay. Uh, so Google Docs, Google Sheets, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, creating I, I, code I on the back end yes. to, to automate tasks. Uh, and I tend to work with a lot of creative people. Uh, who have built a company because they were really good at doing something and people said, hey, I'll pay you money to do it. And then they kept doing this process and then realized that if I'm going to grow my business, I can't just be continuing to do this on my own. I need to right. put a process in place and put some automation in place and then I can continue to grow without tearing my hair out in the process. And this is something, so you, you obviously haven't always done this. This is something you have kind of gone out on your own to do? I yes. You used to work for more of a bigger corporate company. Yeah, I have a degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, the job I had before this was sales engineering for a company that made metallic seals. Uh, and they worked in the oil and gas and subsea industry. So I would work with other engineers and we designed stuff that went, you know, five miles down to the bottom of the ocean. And we build seals that would do test pressures of 32,000 PSI. Wow. So yeah, really extreme temperatures, you know, 14, 1500 degrees Fahrenheit and then uh, upwards of temperatures of 32,000 PSI. And then before that, I was a field engineer. I've been to many, many countries all over the world, uh, Ukraine, Argentina, Germany, uh, Ireland, Mexico, Canada, uh, France. I spent three months in France to start that job uh, to learn how France. to do it. I absolutely love France. Yeah, yeah. Stra Strasbourg, France, where the Notre, Notre Dame is. I spent three months there. Okay. So, I, I've yeah. either known for some sort of cheese, yeah. maybe in Strasbourg. Is there a cheese? No, there's something. No, uh, big something. wine region. Wine, obviously, yeah. yes. Uh, but yeah, I've been to, I was in Ivory Coast, Africa for three weeks at one point. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of interesting stamps, a lot of interesting visas in my passport. Yeah. So what made you what made you want to go out on your own and kind of start this separate venture? Uh I mean that's a huge it's a huge leap of faith in some ways. Yeah, it is. You know, I I think I reached a point in my business career 
of working for other people where I, I finally had enough with dealing with uh, having the master tell me what to do and I didn't always agree with it. Um, and I was fortunate in my career before this that I always worked for really small organizations. So I always had this great insight into how a business is actually run. Everybody I worked for was very open about the way they thought about the process and what was really going on. I didn't have that big corporate environment where everything was really hidden from me and you were just a cog in a wheel. I had these opportunities to learn what was going on in the business and to, through just listening and paying attention to what they were doing, pull these nuggets of, okay, I hate this decision because it makes my job worse, but I can see why you're making it because you're thinking like a chess player. You're thinking five steps ahead of me and about how what we're doing affects every other area of the business. Right. And there was a long time where I thought I would ultimately, you know, climb the corporate ladder and become a CEO of a company. And that was kind of the career path that I saw for myself as an engineer. Uh, And then I reached a point where I got tired of waiting, I guess. And uh, my wife, Sarah, fortunately, was very supportive of me going out on my own and is still very supportive of that. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) Um, And I made a decision to essentially bet on myself and use my intelligence and what I know to build my own company instead of applying that and building somebody else's company. It's, It's an amazing story. Um, so you've been doing that for a couple of years, two years, two years now. I, I feel like you've also been at strong town for close to two years now. Uh, yes. Year and a half. I think I started at strong town about six months before I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> big, big decisions, big decisions. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that's part of why strong town has really become in many ways, kind of like a second family. Yeah. Uh, if, Strongtown has been my outlet to go see other people because I work from home, which is a, a incredibly, you know, isolating experience. It's rewarding, but you're, you're also by yourself. Right. Most right. Of the so the gym was my way of, you know, going and being with people and, and getting out of the house and out of that, that space. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, everybody here is great. We do Beer Wad Fridays and you know, <laughs> we had, you know, there's this camaraderie around here and it's very open for you to show up and do the workout and then hang out afterwards. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I naturally started to aspect. do that. And that social aspect is really a big part of keeping me sane as I work from home. Now, because you and Sarah both started around the same time. Now, yeah, she started was, a couple months after me. So I started. So you found it first. I found it first. I found it uh, my because my of my brother. He has been doing CrossFit for well, I guess for two or three years before I came to Strongtown. So for almost five six years now. Uh, he actually did Battle for the Bell last year. Yes, I remember. Yes, yes, he, yeah. He uh, you guys had a little bell team. Yeah, uh, my brother is six. Three full beard looks about five years older than me, but is three years younger. You guys um, might look less than brothers than Mikey and I actually do. Yes, like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And if he shaves the beard, you can tell the resemblance, but with the beard, it, you can't really tell. Uh, but he he was pestering me for years actually to like you got to try CrossFit, you got to try CrossFit, you got to try CrossFit, and then you know I finally reached a point where 
I would do chores with him, like yard work and stuff. And then the next day with keeping up with him, I'd have to recover for a couple days because my body just couldn't keep up anymore. And that was really the <laughs> point that forced me to go, okay, I have to like actually start working out again. Cause I had a gym membership for some gym. I don't remember, but I never used it because you know, you go and it's the thing, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to do bench. Oh, everybody is literally doing bench today. Okay. No, no benches. Right. Might as well do something else. And it just, it, I never went. So yeah. I, I came here and really enjoyed it. And then I actually cherry picked the workout to introduce Sarah to because, you know, I'm, do, do you anybody, remember the workout? I don't remember the workout, but I do know that, uh, you know, I didn't want to bring her on a come to Jesus workout because <laughs> she would have absolutely gone. Nope, I'm good. Uh, this is not right. for me. Yeah, it, it was probably something body weight. It was definitely something that was an AMRAP. So, it was clearly capped timeline of, okay, I have to work for 12 minutes and then I'm done. We're all doing it together. No one's right, exactly. no last man standing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, after 12 minutes, you're done. Whatever you did, that's it. It's not like you're going to be sitting there and everybody's going to be staring at you for two minutes, which would, you know, make anybody feel really uncomfortable on their first workout. So yeah, I, I cherry picked her workout of, okay, this was going to be a good one. Why don't you come, why don't you come tonight and come see what it's all about? It's good. Actually, you and Sarah, we have a, a sort of a, an odd connection where we all, although I didn't finish there, we all went to college at Roger Williams. Yes. Yeah. At, at, at Bristol, Rhode Island, the, the Roger yeah. Dodger. Yeah, Roger Dodger. Our woo. I've heard that one before. <laughs> um, Sarah played rugby? Yep. There? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Sarah played rugby there for the, the women's rugby team. Uh, she started when it was still a club sport. And I believe when we graduated, she was a year, year and a half into it actually becoming a, like a recognized sport of yeah. Roger Williams University. Yeah, I, I did not last that long. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my days at Roger, it was club only. Yeah. Yeah, she had a lot of fun. I always used to watch the games and take pictures. Uh, there's some great stories of her getting hurt and having to meet her at the hospital as is common in, in rugby. But yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tough sport. Yes, it is. It's which is funny that you had to, you felt elegant like you violence. Cherry pick a workout for her. In the, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to hit you in the workout. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, but so you guys started about a year and a half ago, uh -huh. um, and coming up this weekend is actually our eighth uh, Holy Smokes bus trip. Mm -hmm. um, and you got to go on this trip last year. It was your first time going. Yep. I, I'm very, this, this is trip. Uh, it, it's, it, this is a great trip. It happens every year. It's something Paul Bernardi organizes for us. We, we get a charter bus. It picks us up at the gym. It takes us down to, to Mayapak. We, we have an absolutely gluttonous meal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic last year. What a great time. I, I was curious what your opinions of the trip were. I, I mean, last year it was your first time going. So, I mean, we, we obviously told you it was a, a it's a big deal that you should definitely right. go. There might be some um, peer pressure involved. <laughs> there was a slight peer pressure, uh, but only the you know the very good-natured peer pressure of you know this is a lot of fun. You should really go. There wasn't anything like you know we're going to disown you and you know you're going to lose your membership if you if you <laughs> don't show up. Nothing, not, yeah, nothing too aggressive. But yeah, it was a great time. Uh, you know, I I should have expected, but didn't quite realize how much 
fun everybody actually has on the bus and the whole thing. Um, and, and we had a great time. I'd say the only thing that I'm going to amend this year is I'm not attempting the picnic. The, the picnic. So yeah, the picnic. Yeah, uh, for those I will do it know, next year. But the, I'm the picnic a year is off. the big boy menu on, or the big boy item on the menu where it is. I, I should look up online, but it is basically. It's, I, I don't know how many main dishes it is. It's, it's technically it's supposed to be for like three or four people, like for, for about a week. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, There's only been a handful of people that have even tried to finish the picnic. Um, yeah, I got. I, I think Big Mike has come very close in the past. Yeah, I got embarrassingly close to fail. Is the way I feel <laughs> about it. Like I got close enough that I probably should have been able to finish it. But didn't, you know, if it was like half, it'd be like, yeah, okay, this wasn't even close. But I I could see the finish line and I couldn't quite do it. So I'm not doing it this year because, yeah, pain definitely ensued of consuming that much it's just meat not and sides. Right. But I think next year I will try again, but I will become mentally and physically prepared for what the picnic actually is. I went in very blind. I went in going, oh, you need to try this. And I can't turn down a food challenge. And I said, oh, okay, let, let's see what oh, this yeah. is all about. You know, I, yeah, so. I, I, I like meat and potatoes. It sounds great. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. All my favorite things <laughs> in one place. Do you, is there any – so, I mean, Paul Bernardi does a great job. He does mm -hmm. the trivia on the way down there. Yep. There's a whole bunch of raffles and prizes. Was there any part of the trip in particular that really stuck out to you that you enjoyed or that you're looking forward to? Uh, well, I did not expect to enjoy the trivia as much as I did. <laughs> the uh, trivia is good. Yeah, the you, trivia you is a lot of work into that, by the way. I'm sure because it's, you know, it is obscure knowledge of the gym that when you get the right answer, you kind of look at people and go, how the hell did you know that? It's, it's obscure and random. Yeah. And even I get the questions wrong. <laughs> right. um, which, yeah, it's very yeah, difficult so to do. The, the trivia is definitely a highlight. Uh, and then dodgeball at the end is, the, is always the a blast. Is yes. Yeah. I'm surprised there have been, not been more dodgeball injuries after the, uh, <laughs> well, after the trip. Well, you know, it's that you know we're all liquored up at that point. Everybody's really fluid. Yes. So when you do fall, you just kind of, you know, like – bounce and roll and it's not an issue yeah right yeah um i i yeah I, i'm just really looking forward to it. the bus trip down the bus trip back the, the, the entire day is just such a great time the, yeah the, it's it's nice that you get to see a lot of people that you know but don't always work out with so you don't you know like a lot of people have the time that they're always at the gym so you know if you're a six o'clock or you have the six o'clock crew that's usually there at six o'clock and you cursively know a lot of other people because you may come to a random other class or you see the class before or the class after or something like that and the bus trip is a, a great time to really spend time with those people that you get to spend like three minutes in passing when they're you know dying on the floor and like hey how you doing it you know try to have a conversation and catch up yeah and I, I think that's something that mike and i tend to take for granted a lot is that mm. you know we because we run the gym, we tend to see everyone. Mike sees people a lot more than I do. But, you know, I, I feel like there are days when I'm here for the full time or just coming from Mikey. So it's, I, I do think that we 
tend to take for granted that not everyone gets to always see, you know, the 6 a.m. is in their little bubble compared to mm-hmm. the 6 p.m. And that, you know, they don't. Which apparently is growing, according to Instagram. The 6 a.m.? Yes. The 6 a.m. is a big crowd. It, yeah. It's always been. Um, it, it's been sort of a staple. Um, yeah, we, we have a good group at 6 a.m. I, I believe there's even a handful of them there coming on the bus trip. Nice. Which is exciting. We we're, were trying to, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but Garrett Taggart is back in the States right now. Oh, he is. And, Welcome um, home. We we're, were trying. There's a chance that he might have been able to make it to the bus trip, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll be waiting a couple more weeks till we get him back here. I'm going to make him talk on the podcast. He's absolutely <laughs> going to hate it. Oh, he is. Um, yes. But it'll be good. Don't worry, Garrett. You get plenty of beer in the process, so yes. you'll, you'll do okay. <laughs> yeah, you do not have to do this sober by any means. <laughs> it helps. So, Rich, I, I don't want this episode to go too long. I, I appreciate you taking your time here tonight. I have a couple quick questions I was hoping we could run through. Sure. Um, one of them, I, I did not really give you too much of a heads up on this one. So oh, boy. Okay. I'll see where you're at. But Nico brought this one to the table, and, and I, I thought it was a really good one. Uh, so we started off sort of like what brought you to Strongtown. Mm-hmm. I, I was wondering, you know, you've been here for a couple of years now. What has kept you at Strongtown this time? Or what, what keeps you coming back? Uh, for me, it's definitely the community. Community, yeah, yeah. Um, the people. Yeah, the people. I, yeah, you know, having been to a couple other CrossFit gyms uh, over the year and a half, you know, when I go to visit my brother in Maine, I go to his gym, and when we travel, I check out another gym, something like that. Uh, we don't. I don't see the you know, the people hanging out afterwards in a lot of those gyms. Where here. Uh, it's very common for somebody to end a workout and 15, 20 minutes later be sitting in the corner, you know, bullshitting with somebody <laughs> and then <laughs> heckling yes. everybody else that's doing the workout that they just did. So they fully know how much pain and misery you right. are in going, get back on the bar. You can do it. Yeah. Which for me is a great aspect of coming here because it's, uh, it is. it, it's all in good spirit. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. At no point do I feel angry. Well, I, I may feel angry in the moment that you're telling me to get back on the bar because I really don't want to. But in the grand scheme of everything, it's really appreciated that you know you have that that comfort level with everybody, and everybody's there to to push you and to help you out. And then at the end, you get to you know hang out and, and chat fist, with them, fist and, bumping a beer. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that has definitely kept me here, and uh, I think I've told you before that if. Strongtown ever move someplace else for a bigger, better facility, I will follow you there for <laughs> that it. feeling. Because we're, we're not is, going anywhere anytime soon, I right, promise. But that yeah. it, it is it's something that I have not seen at any other gym uh, and anywhere that I've been, and definitely one of the things that keeps me here. I, I appreciate that, Rich. Um, so that's keeping you here. Now, if there's any workout that's a member... So, Basically, what would you say is your most memorable workout? Was this an open workout? Is this a good workout, a bad workout? Is there any workout over these past couple of years that really sticks out to you as sort of a, uh, this one's got a little pin mark on it, if it was a Google map? Um, I don't know. I can't think of a specific workout, but I know there are specific movements that have gotten better for me over the year and a half that I actually now look forward to. Okay. Um, actually, I like that. This is a good question. I'm going to remember this one. Yeah. 
yeah, so like I now look forward to burpees, which is really weird because really? they were my kryptonite for a very long time. Uh, and I don't know when it happened, but I know Mike told me a key to doing it of actually getting a hip drive out of coming up off the ground. Okay. That increased my efficiency in them exponentially from getting your hips up a little bit higher and sort of resetting yourself. Yeah. Like almost like doing a little bit of a worm and reverse driving them off the ground, which helped me get my feet underneath me because I have terrible hip flexibility and just doing that little ad in the movement increased my speed and my enjoyment of that movement tenfold. So now when I see it, I actually go, okay, this is something where, I can hold a pace and slightly recover in where before when I looked at it, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to like, this is just death. This is, this is one of those come to Jesus movements where I have to go and rest it because I'm going to die by the time I get to the end. And that has completely flipped for me now. Burpees are one of those movements where you generally always can do one more. Yes. Like it really becomes a mental thing about, you don't want to get yourself down on the ground. Yes. But you can. You're right. Right. You can get down and back up. I promise that yes. is possible. But yes, it's a definitely a mental game of how badly do I want to hurt in this moment to get one more out? Or do I want to take a couple breaths and feel better? Yeah. And Mikey has an amazing motor for burpees. He just he just powers through them, which is pretty impressive. Um okay, so this next question, I know the answer won't be burpees. But if you could remove any workout or any, sorry, not any workout, any movement from CrossFit workouts or from the workouts or the programming repertoire that we do, what would that be? Well, so I'm a little conflicted because if it's a movement that I hate, probably means I need to get better at it like a burpee. Um, So I'm not going to make it a movement, but I'm going to make it a action that I definitely do every day when I walk into the gym. And that is I look at the weights on the whiteboard and I look at who did what on the whiteboard. And I think it would be a fantastic mental game to not be able to know what they are until after you've completed it. Even to the point where me to, for me, I think it would be fun to, you know how we say like RX is 135? Yes. You know, like everybody kind of knows that if you're doing a power clean, RX is 135 most days. It, if you've been here a lot, you there understand what, right, weights, there's yeah. some standard weights. What if you walked in and the workout was power cleans and it wasn't a weight? And you didn't get to find out what everybody else did until after you completed it. So you actually had to go through that whole mental game of took on the mind games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that to me is Mikey like, loves that stuff. He, yeah. Yeah. That, that to me is if you could take that, like knowing aspect out of the workout. It changed it because yeah. I, I think one of the things that really brings people across in some ways is that it's, it's a place where they don't have to think like they can show up for an hour and then they, they, so they, they, right. they check in for their time here. We, we take them through right. the warm up. They do the workout. Um, right. That's that's kind of like RX3 level, but yeah. I would love that as an RX3 level instead of always knowing what I'm doing, what the weights are, 
knowing what everybody else did in the process. It's, it's a I very would, cool idea. I, I need to figure out how to set it up so people could actually put their times up there and then also hide them in the same respect. So there's sort of like a curtain that's being pulled down. Right. <laughs> and right. people are writing their scores throughout the day. Like, right, yeah, um, I, yeah. I've just laid a bomb on you of how to figure right. this out. But I, I think the mental games, especially with – Everybody I know in the gym who were really competitive with people, and we all, you know, know that oh, if you did, you know, if you did 185, I can at least do 185 because I know we've worked out enough that I know I'm as strong as you. If you got rid of that aspect of the workout, yeah, how many people would actually hit 185? How and how many would go? Hey, I did 165. I feel pretty good. That's a good question. We'll we'll test this one, Rich. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> don't <laughs> blame Dan when he actually figures out how to implement it. Yes. Don't blame me for bringing it up. It's ultimately his fault. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool idea. We'll, we'll, we'll work with it. So, Rich, uh, I had a goal of keeping this under 20 minutes. That, that, that's not happening. No, we've right run that. That's okay. Um, before we wrap this up, is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Show up Saturday because if you don't, you'll regret it. I like that for the bus trip. Holy yeah. smoke bus trip this Saturday. Uh, really quick, guys. The bus will be leaving at 12 o'clock, picking us up from the gym. We will be home by about 5.30, and it will be an amazing time. Uh, the way it works is the bus picks us up, takes us all down there. We all contribute a little bit for the bus. We pay for our food, pay for some drinks, and we have an absolutely amazing time with some really good food and good people. Uh, thank you, everyone, and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of Strongtown Talks. This show is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review. We're always grateful for any feedback we get.